and hang in the shack with Lachlan Patterson, cause it's the Lockdown Podcast, talking about whatever you want, <laughs> chilling out, having a chill set. Uh, I'm going to do a couple of things, do your thing. and then I'll bring you in. All right, welcome to another episode of The Lockdown. I don't even know what episode we're on, but I have listened to every episode, and like I said before, four out of five stars, man. So good. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, shout out to everyone who purchased my book. I, uh, I, I, guess I, I guess I'm out of books. I got a couple more. I got a couple more. So if anyone wants one, let me know. You can go to my website, LachlanPatterson.com, and you can check it out there. Uh, what else? Uh, sh- let's see. Who else do I have to shout out? Anybody? Um, shout out to my fellow hometowner, Nathan, up in Vancouver. Just got a book. Thanks, Nate. And my buddy, John, who's he's in uh, Colorado. John? Actually, I, you're in Colorado, dude. I think you're in Colorado. Hope you and Megan enjoy the book. And I got one over to your uh, sister as well. Greta, what's up? I don't think she listens, but so cool that everybody got a book. And uh, Brian, you're welcome to the show. You got a book. I love your book. You do? I read it every day. No, you don't. <laughs> do you? I've read it a couple times. It's good. Do you but, know... It's got pictures, which helps you read it. Plus, being local, I kind of like what you've done with the pictures. All the pictures were shot around yeah. Venice. Yeah, I love George's Burgers. George's Burgers, yes. If you already <laughs> have a book, open up to the page of the Under New Management photo. Yeah. yeah. And we recreated the Under New Management joke in, <laughs> in a, a picture of George's Burgers. That food's so good, too. Oh, my God, that burger. The problem is when you eat it, and then you, you just you can taste it all day. <laughs> uh, I do the breakfast tacos, and they're priced at the right point. Totally. They got a good price point. Yeah. <laughs> considering yeah. across the street from Whole Foods, where they got a terrible <laughs> price point. Yeah, I know. But um, what's the breakfast tacos? That sounds tasty. Uh, in tortillas, what a flour or corn? I'm not sure which. We're still <laughs> we're still stumbling on the flour versus yeah. corn tortilla debate. You get flour? No, no, no. I get the tacos delivered from George because I'm too lazy to cross. I don't like crossing Lincoln. Period. It's deadly. It's just scary, and you feel like you're on the runway walking across the street. There, everyone's like, "I fucking you" as you go across. Yeah. And sometimes, like when I go with the dogs, I get the feeling like they're like, "Oh, look at that." dude who thinks he's cool with his dogs lincoln (laughs) lincoln really separates east and west venice like it's like a rapid river (laughs) it really is it's hard to get across there yeah and look what happens when you cross the street it's just it's calmer over there it's it's pretty laid back (laughs) it's hard to explain it's so close but yet it's just like a it's different yeah you know they have a have you seen the wedding store across the street from whole foods the bride's uh bride dresses place and then there's the other one on the same side of the street about a quarter mile down hmm off but right by superba well that's good because the one right across from whole foods <laughs> says like their lo- their line under the name of it's called brides maids or something yeah. like that and underneath it says for the laid back bride <laughs> <laughs> i like that i've never met a laid back bride in my life no isn't that uh when everyone's at their their peak worst 
Oh man, the bride is always at a heightened anxiety. I find at every wedding. It's also the best she's ever going to look. Best she's ever going to look. I heard. You ever seen a laid back bride before? <laughs> Just like smoking a cigarette. And Maybe like, afterwards. I've I've seen them like the relax. Cake, the cake is late. We can't find <laughs> the cake anywhere. Yeah. It'll get here. Yeah. Super laid back. How come the DJs just threw up all over the dance floor? <laughs> I'm sure it's cool. I don't care. <laughs> just turn on the radio. It's all, Yeah. Don't worry about it. We don't need music. Who's got iTunes? <laughs> had, a great, uh, had a great show last week, Brian. Uh, I, I know I saw you while I was on stage. I had a, we had a show at the Penmar Golf Course and uh, local A-list celebrity Dennis Govins <laughs> was putting on the show. It was cool. I was wondering when you're up there or any of you guys are up there, if you can see me or if you're looking out, you see people that you recognize. Yeah, like for sure. I was way back there. I saw you. Shit. You had, I, big, you had your dogs with you. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of gave it away. But Two giant huskies in the audience. Usually <laughs> I, I tend to remember. Yeah, that's true. There were some other dogs there too. So it was, uh, it was a great event. It was fun, and Oscar, uh, who who runs the restaurant there, mm-hmm. was there grilling. He's cool. I told, I was talking to him. I said, "This thing's got potential." The people be on blankets all the way out past that first tee. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think he can do anything he wants to. He's he works so hard. His food's so good. Fuck yeah, it's great. He has a he's a local uh, griller. He, he I've actually Instagrammed about his uh, his place on Lincoln Clutch clutch and he talked about maybe having a comedy night there because it's a little bit more you know the parking lot's a little bit uh i don't know less public eh, i don't know it just seemed like a where know, would you do it over there in the parking lot like so you'd be up at the back there yeah it was a little odd at penmar it was like to the left was like a restaurant experience loud and I didn't even know if they knew what was going on next door. And they kind of created a, like almost like a sort of like distraction for me anyways, watching you looking in there. What were they doing in there? They were eating and like, you know, just having fun. Everyone was eating, drinking. And it was just kind of a, I think when you go to that or if you're a comedian, you know that not everyone's going to be listening to you. <laughs> Those are always tough, man. Yeah, I bet. Comedy isn't like music. You can't listen to it while you're playing pool or... You know, you can't enjoy it while having a conversation with your friend. You you really, it requires audience participation. Mm-hmm. And so if I don't have that, I mean, I've found that especially with these Zoom shows and, you know, even more in the parking lot with the cars. <laughs> if you don't have the audience, if you don't have their attention or if you don't aren't connected to them, it's not going to work. So whenever I see people eating, I don't really laugh when I'm eating. I, I purposely don't laugh when I'm eating. <laughs> no, no. So that it just it's kind of a uh, you got to really want to hear you. Like you got to focus in on that because there's a lot of other noise and yeah. people talking. It's not like a true comedy show where everyone's just kind of hanging on everything you say. Yes, it's also Venice, which I understand. It's a beach community, man, and these people have a great life. You know, it's usually I like to perform for more oppressed people <laughs> because I find that they are more grateful. But when you're performing in front of a beach community, I've always found that it's they're a tougher audience. You know, they they could do I've done, Huntington on the beach was is tough. It's um, 
you know, they got, they're super local too. Everyone knows each other. Yeah, I bet. Small, really small town shit. What's your, uh, what's your key demo? Key demo. I, I hope, I'd like to think that my demographic is just, I want, I'd like to think everybody, but the least I am hoping is it's, you know, people <laughs> in pursuit of, of improvement and of enlightenment and of, of something greater. It's a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to think they're like me. Did you Google that? <laughs> I just, I just Googled it. I have, a, I have the new Google brain nice. app. Did you, uh, did you find any of the show with any particular highlights for you from that show? I thought Dennis was great. Kind of keeping, um, keeping the crowd entertained. Like you said, it's kind of hard to keep everybody, especially in that environment. Like yeah. kind of, I mean, those people could have just folded up their shit and gone home if they wanted to. Was there a dude with his shirt off? Or was he just wearing a tank top? There's a big dude in the front row, drunk. I I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I I, I heard he was trouble for some, I, some of them. I Somebody, the people before you were focusing on somebody up front, so maybe that was him. Okay. But uh, Dennis did good kind of keeping the people's attention when you were running late. Um, I had another show. I'm not a... I'm not... I don't, I'm never late for shows, but I asked Dennis, I said, Hey, I got another show. Yeah. Do you want me to get, do you want me to do your show first and then I'll run over and do theirs last? And Dennis goes, no, I want you to close my show. So I said, okay. And I called, I I texted the guy at the other show and I said, can I go on first at your show? And he said, let me switch some things around. And so first on his show, but like Dennis understands shows never start on time. Oh yeah. Plus it's the traffic and. Right, um, but he also had like some some random people there hop up and or comedians about there to help out. Uh, Kirk Zipfell was on the show. I have no idea. Yeah, he was. He's a local uh, Venice celebrity as well. I don't know if he's the A list celebrity that Dennis is, but he's been in a lot of commercials. You'd recognize him if I showed you some commercials. Oh, the guy with the fro. Yeah, he, I've met him through you before, and I've seen him on a bunch of commercials. Okay, now now yeah. I'm talking about. Is uh, is Venice, you know, like LA's like entertainment with a lot of obviously actors and comedians live out here. Yeah, is Venice, uh, like a center for comedians? No. Ah oh, man, I mean the Venice comedy scene. There's some great ones here. I know Neil Brennan. I don't know if he still lives here, but he's lived here for a while. Mm-hmm. And Greg Fitzsimmons lives. <clears throat> I want to say just just in Santa Monica. He said he lived off the walk streets. Okay, so Venice. maybe Venice. Okay, yeah. great. So Greg Fitzsimmons. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? I mean, does there's a? I don't. I wish I knew more. That's right. Like, see, that's not many. Well, Prano, or was Prano lives now in? Yeah, <laughs> depends. <laughs> Prano lives in El Segundo, <clears throat> but a lot more comedians definitely live in Hollywood and in the Valley. And on the east side, I know a ton that live on the east side. And so when you live on the west side, you're kind of an outsider if mm-hmm. you're a comedian. So this is the Badlands. I got it. <clears throat> Plus, it's a longer commute to get in there, right? For a show on like a Friday? Yeah. If I'm on a show at 7.30, I got to leave at 6 o'clock. Yeah. I'm going to clear my throat here. But I had a lot of fun at that show. Ah, 
cold water. Very good. It's good for you, you know. I fed your cat the other day. You did? I did. I think you asked Jill to feed me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask. I didn't know if you guys went over. Yeah, I went over. Oh, well, thank you. I went over and checked out your spot, a space, uh, your your boys, Echo and Bella, your lady. Were they there? Yeah. Huh. That's and they, weird. And they were, yeah. Wait, wait, I thought you were out of town. I was like, did he just fucking leave his dogs? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I left town, but they're older, so they can't go on the hike with the guy that they board. Okay. So he had to drop them off for a couple hours. Well, he did a hike, and then he picked them back up to go to the park. Okay. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I sometimes I've you know, wondered if anyone has even gone over. <laughs> I come back, and nothing's changed. I'm like, was anyone here at all? <laughs> well, they were so happy and full of energy. Good. And they were playing with each other and all that. Man, That's it was awesome. great. And then I went and visited your cat. She was hanging out. He? He. He was hanging out at the heater. He's just sitting next to the heater. That's his thing. Yeah, you even had a little post for him to sit next to it. That's his spot. Right in front of the heater. And the heater's not on. He's just feeling the, just the... Just that little pilot light. The little pilot, that's all he yeah. needs. That's it. That's great. Yeah, it's funny. Um, but uh, you're, you're near... You you live uh, on the west side of Venice, right off Lincoln, right where you live. There's a car uh, repair shop that's just all the most um extraordinary cars yes they are they but, are but the place it looks like a shithole it's it's weird because you see some of those other repair shops at that level and they have valet and that's you know the red carpet they're that wearing guy. like white coats and... <laughs> yeah that guy he's just running a chain link fence he sometimes got speed boats in there yeah <laughs> he's got all kinds of shit it is like lamborghini bentley rolls royce porsche all european Ferrari, mm-hmm. and it's all just you know he's got the shittiest fence, and you know barbed wire. I'm just, <laughs> I mean, it's like the classic, typical junkyard-looking yeah. shop with the old, dirty old signs hanging up. You can't even. And I guess he's a good mechanic. He must. I mean, he had a. I saw the nicest car I'd ever really seen in my life in there, and it was like this just classic, looked like a ship. And he's like, oh, that's J-Lo's Phantom, whatever it was. I was wow. turning around in Joel's driveway. <laughs> wow. And I was like, J-Lo's been to your house. <laughs> Technically but, you speaking. You know, those, those nice cars, I was telling you earlier, like, I can't believe people take those on the road. Yeah. And and drive next to me and my SUV and a Pinto. And yeah. It's just, it's, it's weird. unbelievable. It's like they're, they're, they're joining us. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um... I wonder if it's has that same luxury feel when they leave the the luxury lot and just you know pull into a gas station, Ugh. and there's just that's the thing about those is I think you're still do you think they still get like road rage you know it's Rolls Royce, you know you barely even see any of those like ever in those videos of car chases, <laughs> right? You never any there. Yeah, for the most part, people that have those are pretty pretty content. Do you think they're like God, or do you think they even honk? Do you think they need to honk or? No, there was a guy that pulled out of there the other day in one of those vintage nineteen seventies Rolls Royces, and then he had the Bentley SUV behind it. And he's like, "Yeah, that's his too." And I was like, "Dude, that's I don't know half a million dollars in cars." Well, 
I will say that if you're collect if you're doing those cars, you're collecting, and those cars only go up in value. Ah. So, it's an investment. It's a fun investment if you have the money. Has yours gone up? Yeah. My um, mine is uh, appraised for yeah. Um, I guess uh, it's gone up in twenty five percent more than when I bought it, which is good. Do you have like a threshold of where you sell it? Um, I think if someone wanted to buy it, they would have to pay more than the value, uh, the the um, whatever you would call it, the the, the uh, appraised value, because it it also is um, it's a special car to me. So um, yeah, I would I have a number that I would sell it for, but I'm not I'm probably never going to sell it. I'm probably not going to cash in that investment. You're like uh, Robert Redford in Indecent Proposal. Everybody's got a price. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Robert Redford, speaking of indecent proposal, we have a segment on the show that's new and it's fresh and it's called Does It Hold Up? Mm -hmm. We talked about it on the last episode of watching Airplane and rewatching it again and seeing if it holds up like it did when it was great back then. I have to honestly admit that I did not watch it. Oh, I did. You did? Yeah, it's great. Okay. It is great? Yeah. I mean, it's there's so many like iconic things that go on in there. And you just can't believe that a movie was made almost like that, that I don't know, handled race in that way. Okay. That like, you know, the people getting on the plane, like the Middle Easterners, you know, kind of like. <laughs> right. <laughs> and just And just the drinking and like the, I don't know. It wasn't more racist now it i don't think you could probably couldn't do you can't cancel it can you cancel it are they going to cancel airplane i don't probably not and there's probably a bunch of other stuff before that (laughs) that's gonna get canceled i thought police academy i would see some shit but it's it held up so airplane you think holds up yeah what's some remind me of some great scenes there was is that the one with the eggs (laughs) the eggs when he was uh sweating when he was on the um when he thought he was john travolta yes remember the dance scene and he starts spinning around (laughs) right they did a whole saturday night like saturday night fever scene yeah they recreated saturday night fever in the movie in a dream sequence yep yes and there's a sailor (laughs) oh yeah that was good uh uh don't call me shirley Oh, yes. that serious. guy was great. Yeah. What, what do you make of this? I, I can't remember the guy's name. I can name, make but... a plane. I can make a <laughs> hat. Uh, what did he say? Uh, when was the last time you seen a grown man naked? Oh, right. <laughs> That's be... right, the captain. Mm-hmm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Lou Alcindor making a guest appearance. Yeah, he was great and pretending not to be Kareem. And then the kid's saying his dad said he sucked. And then Kareem getting mad at the kid. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then the uh, the automatic pilot comes on right and it's inflatable <laughs> yeah. oh i remember the whole movie <laughs> yeah. it's good and uh the, what's I, his name uh bridges the oldest bridges yeah, he yeah. was in the control tower bow bridges bow bridges <laughs> is it bow bridges <laughs> yeah smoking cigarettes yeah i think so yes um yeah that's right he kept smoking cigarettes i remember the white zone is for loading and unloading <laughs> and then no janet and they just keep arguing yeah it's great god so it holds up there you go. You heard it from Brian. Bodacious Brian. Go watch Airplane. Where did you watch it? TV. 
Just TV? How do you mean? What do you mean TV? It was on TV? I watched it on Netflix, I think. Okay. Netflix or Amazon Prime. Okay. Well, there you go. If you have either of those, check it out. I got to watch it again, I guess. It's good. Good. All right. I'm going to take a quick notes break. I, I, um, you know how in, when you get married, how they say, uh, until death do us part, you got to say that vow. Mm-hmm. I think that they should modernize it to until serious sexual harassment allegations surface. Against one of us? Yes. Do us part. <laughs> Until serious sexual misconduct allegations do us part. <laughs> you could really kind of tweak it to whatever you want. Right. Because that's really what married... Let's be honest. Not not many people are getting married to death. Most people are pulling the ripcord pretty early. My neighbors in Boston, both of them just passed away within the last month. Yeah. They were married 65 years. God, I love to hear that. One died after another about two weeks. Oh, my for sure. uh, that's great. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I love hearing that. Oh, uh, shout out to Ethan up in Alaska. Do did we were you on the episode where we were talking about metal detector guy? Uh, the metal detector guys. Uh, no. I was telling you, uh, I saw a couple with a metal detector, and I thought that was funny. You saw them with one. The, there was one couple, a couple sharing a metal detector, like a, a man and a woman. <laughs> They're sharing a metal like, detector. Where they, where they put their arms up in the air? No, no. Um, sorry. Uh, like a metal detector on the beach. Oh, okay. okay. You know one of those things? Yeah. So they, they had like a so like one, a tandem? Yeah. No. One of them had the thing and the other one had the, the cup. And so one of them would go hear the beep with the headphones. Beep. And then she'd or point and then he'd get down on his knees and scoop it up. And That's a weird. This, those things are weird. When you see those guys on the beach. That's weird. They kind of. Don't they make you feel uncomfortable? <laughs> well, I think that, and that's just what I talked about. I, I guess let's bring it back up again. I, I, I was wondering, and maybe you'll remind, be reminded of this, that is that, is that all part of the hustle? Is that they look downtrodden and miserable so that you don't go and buy a metal detector and become their competition? But in actual fact, they're raking it in. And that every time they go home, they put gold coins and treasure on this pile and then they just laugh no no they all to me look like fucking ace ventura walking around with their like button downs <laughs> yeah and their shoulders are all yeah okay so well this is the question is which it was it and uh ethan uh, jill's brother also but also a listener heard that and said i'm gonna buy lachlan a metal detector and he sent one down to me. So now I got this metal detector that I've assembled. You should, I mean, should uh, go check it out. I was thinking, and he mentioned I should get a tuxedo <laughs> and just see if it has, see if it's different, you know, just get a shiny gold watch and some jewels on. Do it on like a Saturday by the pier. Right. Get a brand new pair of wingtips. You could almost do somebody like walking around with like an umbrella over you. At the same right. time. Right. <laughs> yes. That'd be good. That would be good. <laughs> That's a brilliant idea. 
and then let's just let's just and then let's just blow the smell detector thing wide open and just everyone's gonna be doing it you could do that and have a camera like filming the people as you went by <laughs> but right. they were looking at you if you went real close to people and like i got something right fucking next to your towel i'm sorry i gotta start digging i mean it would be fun just to to go tuxedo or not and just walk up to a couple or someone sunbathing just watch and just it's right in front of them and just scoop up and just hold up something that was already in your bit and just start screaming <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be great like, right next to them <laughs> i like that are you are you a violent guy no no i'm not either in fact i hate violins i can't stand how they sound and i don't like how when people play them they have to make a face like they were in a horrific car accident mm. you notice that <laughs> uh it is kind of weird like john mayer you thought i said violent yeah i said violent what? well what's up you got any new shows coming up or what thank you yes I have another show coming up. I have another weekend. This one is in Glendale, Glendale, Arizona. Tom Sims is the owner. Nice guy. Comedian as well. I'm sorry, I'm stalling. I'm just trying to find the, where I wrote down the date. I will be at Stir Crazy May 28th and 29th, dude. And uh, I have a few shows coming up here in L.A. I've got a Venice show. Um... What's that one? That one's May 1st. And it's... I gotta find out where the link is, but I'll give it on the next episode. Is that over at the townhouse? It's an outdoor show, and it's produced by Ahmed Ahmed. And it is named so nice, they named him twice. Wow. That was one of his jokes. It's There's a pool in front of me while I'm performing, apparently. Which... I'm only really interested in doing the show because my friend Jenny Verge, who is also from Vancouver, said, I want to come see you perform. Where can I see you? And she actually found that show and said, I want to come see you here. And so I said, okay, I'll reach out to the guy and try to get... But I'm not keen about performing in front of a pool. I don't know. Is, should I know Jenny Verge? Nope. Okay. So a friend or a comedian? You might know Jenny Verge, actually. If you've been over to our house parties, Jenny's always there. She's always just wild short blonde chick yeah i think i recognize her from there yeah and so she wants to see you perform she did so okay. she said she sent me a link to this oh, guy's just show say, hey, get on there yeah that's cool so i reached out to him she did all the also if you ever want to do that listeners if you want me to do a show don't just say hey when are you coming to alabama find a show find a show in alabama reach out to the producers Ask them if they would like to have Lachlan Patterson say, <clears throat> I I can ask him if he wants to do this show. And then you text me or, or Instagram me at Lockjaw and say, hey, come to Alabama, do this show. Give me the contact info. I'll reach out to the guy and see if we can seriously put it on. <clears throat> and I'll come sling jokes right next door to you if you got a budget for it. I'm not asking for a lot. I'm trying to raise a family. You know, I'm trying to be that number one dad, but yeah. other than that, I want to do stand-up comedy. So, right now, I'm very grateful for stand-up comedy, Brian. I, I really, those shows in Utah really made me <clears throat> feel grateful. I, I didn't get paid a lot. Did we already talk about those shows? Were they 
We did. Okay. Crowded and good and Yeah. Sold out. It wow. was it was great. Got to go up to um took a ride with Spencer King, who was on my show, and he drove me up to Salt Lake and we actually checked out Andrew Santino's shows up there. One of his shows up there and hung out with him. So shout out to Andrew Santino, very funny comedian. I'm sure you probably know him. I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> Funny guy, nice guy too. I, po- I probably recognize him. Mm-hmm. Maybe I golf with him. <laughs> He's a redhead. Oh, is he the dude on? Um, Gubbins knows him. He's on uh, Dave. All the redheads know each other. Yes. Especially the local celebrity redheads. Yes, he's 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 on Dave. Yeah. Oh, very funny. Yeah, he's super funny. Um, so uh, we hung out a bit and really got that. You know, that green room, feeling back, being excited to go on stage. Mm-hmm. And after the shows, uh, just having people come up to me want to buy my ha- my book and feeling that sort of connection with the audience after the show mm-hmm. and trying new bits, working them out. It was really fun. That's cool. So afterwards, are you, I don't know, you got like a little autograph for a table where you're selling your books and stuff? Exactly. And you can just leave or you can come over. And, and there was a lineup of people waiting to see me. And I ran out of books, and there were still people who wanted them lined up and that didn't get them. So what are you going to do? What am I going to do? With the books? Are you going to do more books? Um, well, I don't know. Do I print more books, or do, is this the end of it? Do another book. Do another book. That's yeah. a, that's another idea. Do another book. Yeah. Just make another one, Lachlan. It was so easy. <laughs> Maybe do one a year. Yeah, that would be fun. I don't know if... Well, first of all, Josh Davis, who helped me with the book, he was he ran all the equipment other than the photographer. I had a photographer, and Josh did all the lighting. He has his own lighting company. He has his own... He's a, he's a, he's a key grip on a lot of movies and a, a lighting supervisor. Right now, he's working on... He just got off shooting the Spider-Man movie, he did Django Unchained. He did Tarantino movies. If you look at the opening scene for The Hateful Eight, it's a stack of bodies. They actually, he, Tarantino put him in the stack of bodies. <laughs> so it opens with his, his dead body. He's shooting a movie right now um, with Channing Tatum that's going to be like true, uh, Romancing the Stone. They're going to kind of remake Romancing the Stone. So he's not available is what I'm saying. He's ah, busy. He, uh, yeah. Now that the industry's back on, I saw him for two days. He came in town for two days, and he he's in the Dominican now. It's so exciting. I don't have him, and he was a huge part. Matt Masisco, the photographer, you know, he's super busy again too. So it, was, it might have been just this COVID thing. Mm-hmm. Might have been a one-off. But we'll see. We'll see. I was thinking of making a, an LP, like a record, and and doing the book in a in a with a record in it, a vinyl, and so that people could play the album while they read along with it. That's what you got to do. I know, but now vinyl is super hard to get. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I think that, okay, I'll do that. I'll okay, get a, I'll get a quote for that. The guy who printed the books. The company that printed the books, BMB Printing, when he handed me them and I paid him, he said, let me know when you want to start on those vinyls. So he's waiting, which is great. Very cool. 
Yeah. I'm embarrassed when I call him and say it's it's now and I I had hoped that I would have sold the books all by now, but due to the pandemic, I lost my job. So. But, oh yeah, you would have had those going around with you everywhere. Yeah, that was my first time ever taking them on the road with me, and sold out of all of them in the first night. So chances are, if if people see them, like when I show the people them, when you can actually physically see it, yeah. you want it more. It's hard to know how cool it is from a picture. I got like four more, maybe. So if anyone wants one, let me know now. Forty dollars plus shipping, and <clears throat> yeah, that's it. Solo shot. I got a solo shot, Brian. What's that? It's a it's a special camera that has a GPS tracker in it for surfing. So it's for different sports. Okay. You 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 strap a, a device on your arm, and the camera follows the device wherever it goes. The video camera. Where is the video camera? On the beach or on the side of the field if you're playing soccer or football. Okay, so if I'm if I want to videotape myself for a baseball game, the, I can set it up in the outfield and it'll from the dugout to the plate. Totally. Huh. That's but, a I guess a cool self-absorbed super self-absorbed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, where would you use it, you know? Like why would you need it in baseball? You don't really need it because <clears throat> Maybe for your swing, would you videotape your swing? Yeah, that's what I think you'd want to do it. But yeah. then again, you don't need something on you the whole time. You just kind of... For baseball, you don't. No, but... But for... It would be self-absorbed for a lot of sports, I think. Like like soccer. I don't know if looking at myself play soccer would make me better at soccer. Or it would just make me... Um, I don't know. Know what I look like, I guess. <laughs> like a mirror. Yeah. yeah. But for surfing... Unfortunately, it's like dancing and there's techniques where you can see where your feet are aligned. It's like golf. Okay. So when you're turning, you know, you need to know why you're falling. I need to know why I'm falling. So I'll be able to examine the footage and see how I I understand in my head how to surf, but I can't seem to apply it to my body very easily. And I think that the camera will help me do that. Understood. So that I don't fall, so that I can read certain sections. So it's going to show me the wave, and it's going to show me my where my eyes are. So if you're walking in, uh, say like Tower Twenty Six, yeah, in Santa Monica, you're going to put a little tripod up, yeah, and then you just kind of jog on out there and do your thing. Totally. Why does everyone jog to the water? <laughs> it's like ridiculous. It's like I can chill out. You don't you know? think so? It's just funny to see the guys. Now he's like jogging back too. Yeah. You don't like that? It doesn't it doesn't matter. I just am curious. Is that like just to get warmed up? Are you like fired up to get in there? Oh yeah, you're fired up. I mean, I get I I talk about my froth all the time. It, my hands shake when I pull up to the to the water. <laughs> I have I have a serious issues. Oh man, so you're definitely a jogger in there. Um. Do I jog? I, it's hard because you have a leash strapped to your ankle and you don't want to be a fucking kook and trip and fall. Yeah, that'd be tough. 
So I got to, and also, I'm so self-conscious that I'm I'm aware that people are watching me jog and it looks a little eager. Yeah, you want to try to play it cool. I mean, surfing's about being cool, right? Um, Unfortunately, there is a cool factor in there and I have to contain myself a lot. Yeah, bro. So much. <laughs> did you get the birds and the bees talk? No. You never did? Mm-mm. Nothing? Nothing at all. Your parents didn't even try? Never once. My parents did. <laughs> they thought I was gay, though, so they gave me the talk about the birds and the birds. Mm. Just kidding. Oh. Um, no, but after my mom, I think my mom... I don't know. I, I remember my mom gave me the sex talk. Afterwards, I thought, like, I got more confused. Like, I think she told me too early. And I thought at the end of this, if mom, if you're listening, this is, I thought that you, as a woman, you just get pregnant. And she, a woman just has, gets pregnant. <laughs> and it's not just my mom's fault, it's TV as well. But, and then you, then the man puts his penis in the woman's vagina, and then the baby comes out right then. <laughs> kind of like a little plug and play. Yeah, like it just needs, yeah, it just needs to be docked, and then it'll <laughs> come out. And this was only more reassured to me when I would watch—not reassured, but it was confusing to me because in the movies, a lot of the movies and television, the classic scene is the guy is late to and he runs in at the last minute and there's the mom holding the baby and he's behind the glass right looking in or he runs in and there's the baby in the crib all by itself and he's like oh there's my baby but he didn't actually he wasn't there for it and i said well how the hell did she have the baby with her husband wasn't even in right even there so then my brain starts going all over the place, and I think, well, then the doctor must have done it. <laughs> the doctor was the only guy around. Doctors, the doctor's she, service and everybody. She's having a baby, right? She's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I'm having a baby. And then the doctor and her go in a room, and then the baby comes out. So all in my head, I'm like, man, I better not miss my, my partner's baby birth. Or else some other guy... That's going to beat you to it. God. When did you uh, realize that wasn't the case? I'm still not quite convinced. (laughs) Still not sure? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of things just kind of... Some One of your friends would say, What are you, an idiot? And then you just say... And you just be like, Fuck. (laughs) Is that what you thought? No, it's not what I thought. And you just bury the memory. (laughs) How about storks? Do you remember when... Did you ever think that storks brought babies? Did you ever fall for that cartoon BS? No, they're, they're the birds that were like dangling the kid. Yeah. The I, I remember seeing that, but I had I never understood how storks related to... It was such bullshit. <laughs> storks bring babies? Clearly. How far off are you sending these kids <laughs> just so you can protect their precious little minds from being thinking about sex you send them completely the opposite direction with a stork man that's some bullshit i watched a whole stork cartoon 
where the storks were delivering babies. It was like it was it wasn't even old. It's like it's called I think it's called Storks, but it was about the stork baby delivery business. That's a that's a, quite a racket they got. God, <laughs> I feel bad for the stork because it's yeah. the symbol of this huge lie. It's the lie of all the birds. It's the biggest liar. Are there actually storks around? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I like storks. Storks are cool. Egrets, storks. You like birds? Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. You know what? You have favorite bird? No. You don't have a favorite bird? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Why don't you have a favorite bird? How could you not have a favorite? What, what bird? are the what are the what are the popular ones? Do you ever not look up at the birds and just chill and enjoy the birds? A hummingbird? How about a hummingbird? That's a great. Yeah, those bird. Are, those are neat. The ones that are like. Right outside your porch, uh, and like hanging. Yeah. Those are cool. Isn't that a great? A woodpecker's cool. Woodpecker. Like what the fuck. A hairy woodpecker. That's a name of a bird. Sounds like a good lawyer. <laughs> woodpecker and associates. Call Harry Woodpecker. Wow. Fuck. You thinking of a bird? Um, I cannot remember. Oh, Jacob and Ronnie. Uh, Jacob and Ronnie? Yes. Call Jacob? Yeah, 1-800-CALL-JACOB. Yeah. So I thought it was two different guys, Jacob and Ronnie. Yeah. One day I was looking up at a billboard, and it's his last name, Jacob and Ronnie. Jacob and Ronnie? <laughs> yeah, it's one name. Oh. And I thought it was like Jacob and Ronnie. But it's one it's dude. It's just one dude. <laughs> yeah. Huge. It's funny that his he's telling you to call him in the middle of his phone number. Right, it's one eight hundred call Jacob. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm already dialing. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> I see your uh, bicycle's purple. Yep, this is the one that maybe I told you before. This is the one I stole back. Yeah, but you got this back. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is you. You got one stolen, stolen, stolen. The yeah. One with the- oh, yeah. No, this was the one that got stolen. And then I saw it at a homeless encampment. I stole it back. You did? Yeah. Good. For, that's the only way to get it back. I walked into Big Dean's and I saw it out front. And I had a couple of beers. And I was like, I'm going to go get that thing. And I kind of waited where there were no homeless around. And I went over there. And I remember I got it and just pulled it thinking like I'm good to go. And there was a white metal like folding chair that was around it like a U-lock. And when I pulled it, I pulled like this entire tent over. That was his alarm system. Yeah. And I got it out of there and I ran over with the bike to that little hot dog on a stick stand. Yeah. And I asked the guy, Hey man, can I keep this here? And he was like, no, dude, I saw that. And so I was like, fuck. So I just left my bar tab open and rode it home. So you didn't finish, close up your tab before you took the bike. Yeah. You just said, I'll get the, I'll get the tab later. Like I'll go back and get it this week. Cause oh. I, that was, there were going to be people looking for this bike. <laughs> wow. Not not long after. So this bike uh, has, has made it. You got it back, dude. Yep. That's a great story. <clears throat> Did you have fun today on the podcast? That was good. Me too. How about the listeners? Did you guys? Do you do any uh, like engagement with your listeners? I can. If anyone wants to engage with me, let's get I engaged. Mean, I wonder uh, what's the... I could see people listening to your show doing chores. While doing chores, okay. That's what I would guess. I mean, this isn't uh, earth-shattering. 
it's definitely chill. Thanks for listening, you guys. And uh, stay tuned and come see me live. And uh, if you want a copy of my book, you can get it at LachlanPatterson.com. Bueno noche. And hang in the shack with Lachlan Patterson. Cause it's the Lockdown Podcast. Talking about whatever you want. Chilling out, having a chill sesh with Lachlan's guest. Yeah.